Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. This is Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good friend and co-host Doug McCary. SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries and its mission is to equip and encourage men to walk out the truths found in Scripture. In fact, over the last several weeks, Doug and I have been working through Dr. John MacArthur's book, The Gospel According to Jesus, detailing four specific elements of the gospel. Part one, God's plan. Part two, man's problem. Part three, God's solution. Part four, man's response. And this week, Doug and I will discuss part five of our series on the gospel according to Jesus, that is true saving faith. Over the next hour and throughout the week, we're going to examine God's word and discuss what saving faith is and what it is not. We're going to talk about the object of our faith. So I hope you'll tune in and join in the conversation. You'll you'll, uh, The phone lines will open up for the last segment. You can call us at 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. However, before we jump into our text for the teaching today, Doug, how was your long weekend, brother? Labor Day weekend. Well, it was nice because it was, you know, in our family, we do birthday weekends. And by the way, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, we do birthday weekends. Oh, I love it. So little extended birthdays. Yeah, so it it was, uh, so in mine is always on Labor Day weekend, just about it because it's September 2nd. So, so you you, get, you get, take get advantage get of that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Well, that is if you're. Well, that's true. So, well, let's see. It is possible that your birthday is actually on Labor Day from time to time, right? Sometimes. Okay. So is. this weekend you got the full the full run. You got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, and Lori spoiled <laughs> me and took care. She was so sweet to me and. Bought me this nice. You deserve that. Yeah, seriously. she got me a nice Luminox watch, which I nice. Yeah, I, well, I, you broke it the other day when we yeah, were moving. I, I did. Right? I was. We were moving, and I broke that one. And she said, "Well, how long have you had that?" And I said, "About seven years." And she said, "Well, I think you need a new one." And so for my birthday, she got me one. And it, it you know, it's just been really nice. It's kind of weird now because it's just uh, Abby and Becca at the house, right? And. uh so we we had, we had a good weekend. We watched football on Saturday. Watched the Us Gators. Too. Yes, we watched the Gators. What a great game! Did it you was see a that? it really was. You know, it, it, I love this time of the year. Uh, I love college football. I love college sports. Now, I think there's a lot of things happening in college sports that we might as well say they're professionals. But all that aside. Uh, I do love college football, and the Florida game Wasn't that was just a, awesome. It was a great, and you know, the you know when I saw they were playing the Utah Utes, I'm like thinking, okay, that's not the Utah Utes were ranked number seven. Well, they won the Rose Bowl last I, year. I know yeah. that's what I'm saying. They were, and uh, Florida came in and and really did a good job. I, I, it was just fun to watch, and then. Um, I don't know if you watched the Florida State game, Florida State and LSU. What that was a game on that, that was, was Sunday night, and I made it to halftime. 
I felt like that was pretty successful for me just to get to halftime. But then Did you missed the best. I, well, I was going to say. I mean, I'm 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 hearing all this stuff going on. I clearly missed out on the second half. For so for our SWAT brothers and our Florida FSU, our FSU uh, listeners out there, my apologies. I, I missed <laughs> I missed it big time. Apparently, what LSU could have won the game with a with a extra or a field goal. Well, but no, it was got, an extra point. Oh, it was an extra point. Yeah, no sc- kidding. Listen, they scored a touchdown with less than five seconds left. The time wow. had run off the clock. All they had to do was kick an extra point to tie the game, mm-hmm. and they went into overtime. And instead, it got blocked. And, you know. It's you, rare you, for you, an you, extra point yeah, to get you, blocked. You always go over extra point in practice, mm-hmm. and everybody just kind of assumes mm-hmm. it's a gimme. But a guy shot the line for Florida State, and he got the block. Well, Florida State looked good. I mean, I think they looked very good. And uh, LSU did, too. By the way, who won the Clemson game last night? Did did you see that? I did not see that. Let me look it up, I'm sure. But, you know, here's the thing about this time of year. Obviously, everybody loves watching football, college football. There's something... At least there used to be something. Clemson, Clemson won forty-one to ten over Georgia Tech. Okay, that's it. Move on. Okay, tell okay. me what you were saying. Okay, uh, and you know, there's just something about college that's exciting. You know, even during the pandemic last year, you started to see all these people. Ain't nobody distancing. They're in the game. They're cheering people on. And so, um, uh, anyway, I, I, it was, it was a fun weekend to watch that. But did you see, we, we didn't talk about President Biden's speech about the soul of America. Was that eerie or what, watching the way, whoever put that thing together, it was terrible optics. He had, the, he had two Marines on his, one on his right and left, and then this hazy, demonic-looking red in the back. Did well, you, I did not see it. Uh, so you actually watched it? Look, Did you actually look, see it? You can see the background. Yeah, somebody said it was Hitler-esque. <laughs> well, it was weird. It was just weird. And I'm like, you know, and Lori and I were talking about it, how, you know, God is uh, God is sovereign in everything he's mm-hmm. allowing to happen right now. Um, but, you know, with, when you look at what is going on with morality in our country and how our current president, is not he's not talking about loving people in a biblical sense he's talking about allowing people to go unchecked and Lori mm-hmm. was talking about this today with me about stuff she had read on social media all these parents are, are allowing their kids to be trans to go uh, with homosexual uh, urges without without speaking to them because well they don't want to judge them they don't want to. They 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 don't want to. You know, judge them by speaking truth. Listen, to affirm something that is against God's design is is not right. I I mean, if if you call yourself a believer, this is only to the people out there calling mm-hmm. themselves believers. Do not affirm what God calls an abomination. Yeah. Do not affirm yeah. what goes against His design. I was reading today in Ezekiel, Brad about how God told the angel to go through and mark all the people that sighed and were moaning about the abominations that were taking place. And those people he put a mark on he didn't destroy because they grieved over people violating Mm -hmm. God's law. Mm -hmm. 
And that's one thing that if you're a person of faith and you see things that are going against God's design and his law, you should not be celebrating it, affirming it. Or silent. Or, or, or even silently going by saying, well, I'm, I'm afraid to say anything because I don't want to lose this friendship. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. fear people more than we fear God. No question about it. No question. And I mean, to your point, the sovereignty of God. I mean, Romans one twenty four says, therefore, God gave them over. He gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity. Mm-hmm. Listen, apart from God's grace, uh, that would be us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes... Honestly, that is us. You know, that is in us still. Uh, Even though we have been regenerated and redeemed, uh, we still are wrapped in the flesh. But where there's unrepentant sin over and over and over again, as we discussed even last week, God will give you over to that. And I think we're seeing that today. Well, and, you know, our country was founded by men, flawed men. Yes, they were. Absolutely. But they were men who understood that you could not have a democratic republic uh, that would function adequately without uh, religious moral values. In fact, John Adams said, we have no government armed with the power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Mm. He went on to say, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It's wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And we're seeing the fruit of what's happened right now. And it starts in LA and New York, these places who've said, you know what? They, they're going to not only um, condone uh, sexual immorality and things that go against God design, they codify and protect it under law. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, well, that's pretty sobering. In fact, uh, you know, usually I, I try to come in here with a, a bit of good news, although, you know, there there's some good news. Gators won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was reading an article last week, uh, and I need to go back and I'll dig up where I, I'm not sure where I put it, but it was basically uh, an 18-year-old. I don't know. Maybe you brought this up, that there was a uh, a girl who at 15 – decided to go through the oh, yeah, process yeah, last week yeah but at 18 she's now coming out saying uh man that was a mistake mm-hmm. and you know what the fact that your her parents would allow that to happen is just shameful it's just shameful well and to me you know it'd be like watching your kids or your grandkids out in the backyard eating you know little berries off of a tree that, that you, know you know are, are poisonous, poisonous. Yep. why would you do that that's a great yeah, I, I don't want to offend them you know I, I don't want to judge them even though you know the consequences of that kind of action are going to be devastating they're going to be absolutely devastating and yeah. so yeah you know i think it's a it's a it's a good reminder though as, as i'm looking at romans just seeing that here here it is that god gave them over to the dishonorable passions even their Women exchange natural relations for unnatural ones. This is unnatural. So, anyway. Well, no, and and that's what we're seeing as Romans 1 yeah. played out in our yeah. culture. Yeah. Well, listen, we are so glad you joined us on SWAT Radio today. Our phone lines will be open during our last segment if you want to join the conversation. The phone number is 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. 
If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at ask at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we dive into our text. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good Lord. Well, there is good news, and you're going to hear about it this week here on SWAT Radio. We're glad you joined us. This week, we're, we're going to examine from God's Word what saving faith is and what saving faith is not. And since, we're out of, since we were out of the studio on Labor Day, it's a short week to discuss saving faith, so you better buckle up. It's going uh, to be a, you know, like drinking from a fire hose, Doug, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about it. You know, faith... Faith means a lot of things to a lot of people. And, you know, people say, we just got to have faith. Hmm. Well, it's not just uh, faith. It's what what is your faith in? Yeah. Is is your faith in a biblical Jesus, Mm -hmm. in a biblical view of Jesus? Or is your faith in your creation of Jesus? Your the 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 Jesus The creation of your own. Yeah, your your own Jesus. Like and and we're going to see tomorrow when we talk about the object of our faith. But today, uh, we really want to look at uh, what it is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like just off the top of your head, if somebody were to just ask you, well, well Brad, what is faith? What does that mean? Hmm. I mean, what does it mean to have faith? Well, faith what, in what? Yeah. I mean, if it's, you know. It's it's putting your full weight onto something. You know, if I think about this chair that I'm sitting in, at some point I had to believe that it would hold me. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's only demonstrated when I put my weight on it. Right. Likewise, if you're getting on an airplane and you say, I have faith in the pilot, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to wait and not fly today. In fact, this is a true story. 
years ago after 9-11, I think I've shared this with you before, uh, there was a conference called the Women of Faith Conference. But the lead speaker for the Women of Faith refused to get on an airplane <laughs> after 9-11 because she was afraid after what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, not to be too quick to judge her, but, you know, when we think about faith, uh, I was sharing with you, my daughter Ellie was in a car wreck over the weekend, like uh, on my birthday, actually, and she got ejected out of the car. And it was not her time to go because, first of all, she got ejected onto a, a road that's pretty well traveled in Branson, Missouri. That's a pretty, it's a touristy area. And it would have been real easy for her to have been hit by another car because she got thrown out in the road, right? And, and But it wasn't her time to go. Likewise, you can be in the most secure place in the world if it's your time to go, and God says, I want you now. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we forget that when we get into certain circumstances, we become fearful of what surroundings are going on around us. And I think about Stephen. When Stephen was standing for Jesus in the midst of people who were wanting to stone him, and he said, forgive them, Father. He, he wasn't fearful of dying at all. The man had faith. Now, according to Hebrews 11, faith is the confidence that we have in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Well, what do you apply that to? I mean, for us as believers, it, it basically is, it, it, it assures us that our hope in Jesus being the only thing we need to to have uh, forgiveness and relationship with the Father, the way what I call the pre-fall relationship. Yeah, so you're not just talking about faith in Jesus for salvation. It's faith in Jesus for sanctification as well. Yeah, it's it's both. It, it is that pre-fall relationship with the Father. Think about it. Hmm. Pre-fall, what, what was man's relationship with the Father pre-fall? He, one, had, he had... Um, eternal life with the father mm-hmm. and he had restore he had perfect relationship with intimacy the intimacy yeah. when he sinned that relationship was broken and it brought death yeah eternal death so true faith has always been the identifying mark of god's people that means they believe in jesus to make them right with the father uh, for now and eternity, yeah, and and so uh, it it it's a belief. Jesus said it this way, uh, or John said it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will have eternal life. And so often we just read that verse and we say, "Well, I believe," but He's not talking about just a temporary type of belief or a one-time moment belief that's what a lot of people would would lead you to believe well i prayed a prayer when i was eight i believed that jesus died on the cross well james says the demons believe and they what they tremble right they're 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 better off than most of us because they they're they're fearful of god knowing the wrath that is to come but true faith says I believe that Jesus died on the cross. He rose again to fulfill 
the penalty of sin, and he was the sacrifice that makes it possible for me to be in a right relationship with the Father. I don't have to fear God's wrath, and I don't have to fear man. I, I have that faith that says, I am his, and he's rescued me, and I'm relying on him from now on. And it doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means the direction of our life is God is my father. Jesus is my intervener. He's, mm-hmm. he's praying for me. Right. And the Holy Spirit leads me and comforts me. Yeah. And, and that's what it means to live by faith. And so uh, it, it doesn't mean that works are required, like a lot of people say, but works are fruit yeah. of the faith. Works demonstrate. <clears throat> Works are a demonstration of our faith. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. I mean, basically, when you, I mean, I love, you know, we're, we're talking about John MacArthur's book, The Gospel According to Jesus. And, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember this one story in there. He told about how a, a group came to him and they were doing a training film. It was a mission organization. Mm-hmm. And, and, the film told all these workers not to tell unsaved people that they must obey Christ, they must uh, give him their hearts or surrender their lives or repent of their sins or submit to his lordship or follow him. Telling them these things confuses the gospel is what they said. And and MacArthur's going, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was all Jesus did with people. You, you would... I mean, Jesus would fail that me- that method of evangelism if that was, you know, what we were trying to use as the standard. Uh, they just wanted to give the facts about his death on the cross. Yeah. And, and that's what, unfortunately, a lot of people have come to believe. Oh, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe he rose again, and I believe he's my Savior. But they've never surrendered their heart to him. And you've not seen any fruit in their life as a result. Yeah, he goes, He says here, he says that uh, thinking he will not confront their sin, they respond eagerly, but with no sense of the severity of their guilt before God and with no desire to be freed from sin's bondage. They have been deceived by a corrupted gospel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was thinking here in this book, says sinners today hear not only that Christ will receive them as they are, but also that he will let them stay that way. Yeah. Many erroneously believe they can come to Christ, receive absolution and immortality, then walk away to continue living life as they please, even choosing to leave God out and live according to the old nature. Well, you know, James 2 says faith without works is what? It's dead. It's it's a dead faith. Now, some would contend, well, to have a dead faith means it has to be alive. That's not true. It, I mean, <laughs> we're dead in our trespasses. We, you don't ever, I mean, to have a dead faith means you have a non-working faith. Um, but, you know, here, here's the thing. Uh, if, go to John three thirty six. This is right on the heels of John three yeah. sixteen. Read John yeah. three thirty six. Uh, John three thirty six. whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so if it, it, it basically, if you don't obey, it, it shows that the faith was only a temporary kind of faith. 
If, if you refuse to obey Christ, you refuse to yield to his lordship, you refuse to... Listen, you cannot reject the lordship of Christ and have true faith. It doesn't mean that you're perfect or you're going to make decisions that are right every time, but to knowingly just think that you... Well, I assent to the facts. That's a very temporary kind of belief. It's like you just want to get a check in the block yeah. on that. So I know I know we're limited on our time here. I want to ask this question because I'm sure there are listeners tuning in right now hearing that James, I mean that John 3:36 verse, whoever believes in the son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the son shall not see life. Some people may be thinking, are we talking perfection here? No. Because I don't obey all the time. No, it's just talking a, a pattern of obedience mm-hmm. or there's, a pattern of disobedience. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's a desire to obey. It doesn't mean you always yeah. obey, but it, but, but there's a, a pattern of obedience. The problem with modern evangelism is, and, and even the modern definition of faith is it eliminates repentance. It just considers that a work. It erases the moral significance of believing. In other words, Believing in Jesus as your Lord and Savior is going to change your life. Yeah. You're not living for yourself anymore. If the Spirit has entered into that person. Yes. It, it, and it makes the, the, the ongoing trust in the Lord an optional thing. Oh, I trusted in him, and so now I'm in. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. He did nothing. That's, that, that, Transactional. Yeah. That, we, you and I have talked about that. Yeah. Uh, it. It's made faith itself a human work. So I just did it, now it's done. Yeah. And it's very temporary. I, I put here just a note. Um, it's more of a question, I guess, maybe to you. Is believing obedience? In other words, when I put my faith in Christ, is that an act of obedience? Uh, yeah. Because it, it, we're it, called to, to, to believe. It, it is. You know, the Reformers used to say, Brad... That we are justified by faith alone, but justifying faith is never alone. It always produces a work. That's good. And so when we come back, I'm going to have you read John 6 real quick. And I want a, a passage from John 6 where, remember Jesus fed the 5,000? Yes. Yep. And, and he goes, you just want food. <laughs> These people were looking to him for a temporary thing, not for eternal. And I want to talk about that when we come yeah, back. Yeah, sounds good. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as Doug and I continue our discussion on saving faith. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We're glad you joined us as we're teaching and discussing saving faith this week. And, uh, you know, we were just looking at John 3.16, John 3.36, you know, just talking about this idea of works, uh, works being a result of our faith in Christ. That as the Spirit 
is filling us, we are walking, we are yielding to the Spirit. We're, we're to be obedient to God's Word. And so, uh, anyway, I know this is a, is a very important topic. You know, I think maybe the most important topic we've covered over the last five weeks. Well, yeah, unfortunately, many people have made their faith a transactional thing where, well, I prayed when I was eight, or I prayed when I was seven, or I got confirmed when I was 13. Mm -hmm. But they've never had a regenerated heart because they might have prayed a prayer. They may have felt something, some emotional thing. We've made it about an emotional feeling. Yes, there might be an emotional feeling. There should Should be. be. But it's, it's... a, a yielding your life back to God. It's it's a recognition that you have nothing to offer God. You're spiritually bankrupt. You're morally bankrupt. You're 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 you need Jesus. Without Jesus, you cannot connect with God, and you cannot live on this earth without His leadership. And it's understanding that. Now, are you going to make mistakes? Of course you are. Are you going to blow it? Of course you are. But the direction of your life is to want to be loyal to God. It's to want to be loyal to following Jesus. Well, isn't wouldn't you agree that even confession and repentance? I mean, it says in Scripture that we're to bear the fruit of repentance. Yes. That even repentance is evidence of salvation. It, it is. I have a. It'd be like if I, you know, did something here in the studio and you confronted me outside and said, "Hey, that really hurt me." Yeah. Well, I should if I've got a good relationship with you, I should be willing to say, "Man, I am so sorry. Didn't mm-hmm. mean to do that." So, I guess my point is is that saving faith um is lived out in our confession and repentance also. Mm-hmm. Uh it, it is. It it's a it's an ongoing repentance like we talked about last week. And that's part of faith. I mean, believe it or not, just repenting, saying, Lord, you know what? I blew it so bad today, but I'm so grateful for the cross. Understanding and believing that that uh, is taken away. That repentance of that time is not saving you. No, but but, but it's It's just acknowledging. Yeah, it's like this, Brad. Uh, How many sins had you committed when (laughs) Jesus died on the cross? Well, none, technically. Yeah, yeah, because you weren't even here. So every sin that you have committed, that you are committing, and that you will commit is being paid for by his death on the cross. And your faith, that trust in believing that it paid for it, is all God wants. Mm. You remember the guy, the publican who beat his chest and said, Lord, I'm not even worthy to look at you? That's that humility that he talked about in Matthew 5 in the Beatitudes Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. You know, we'll get into that some tomorrow, but the Beatitudes describes the life of a person of faith. It's a person who knows they they don't deserve it. But I want to get to this passage in John 6. It's on the heels of Jesus feeding 5,000 people. And earlier in the text, Jesus had said, Listen, truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. In other words, I fed your belly, and you think I'm just going to provide you that kind of food. You're seeking me for temporary mm-hmm. means, not for eternal means. And 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 Jesus said this. I want you to go down and read in verse 
41 all the way to 69. It's about 28 verses, but it's really significant what he says. And I want God's word to speak to our listeners. I want you to really listen. Think about what I just said. Jesus fed 5,000 men and their families, and and then he just told them, listen, you just want me to feed your bellies. Mm. And listen to what he says here, because some of the Jews grumbled. Yeah. So go ahead and read that. Yeah, John 6, beginning in verse 41. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I'm the bread that comes down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Okay, stop right there for just a second. Now, a couple of things have happened in this text you read so far. He says, first of all, Nobody can come to me unless the Father draws him. So that means God is sovereign in revealing Jesus to people, and he makes it about him. He says, I'm the bread. I am the bread was a staple. It was an everyday Mm -hmm. necessity. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, it's about me. You guys, you're grumbling. You're saying that I'm not from the Father. They're saying that how can he came from Galilee, right? Yeah, Mary and Joseph, yeah. yeah. And, And so... It's about Jesus. Don't miss this. This is what Jesus is telling them. It's all about me and trusting in me, not just for your temporary needs, but that I represent God. Okay, go back and now read verse verse 52. 52. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And so Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that comes down from heaven. Not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. Okay, wait one second. Now, Mm -hmm. just three times in that passage, he said, feed on my flesh, feed on my flesh, feeds on me. Um, And and he says, unless you eat the flesh of some man. He's not talking about cannibalism. Yeah. He's talking about how, how, how do you... How do you eat the flesh of Jesus, Brad? Think about this for a second. How do you feed on his flesh? For me, I consume his word. Yeah, it is his word. Mm-hmm. It is his word. Yeah. 
That's how you. Well, it says that the word became flesh. Yeah. Th- and, and, and dwelt among us. Yeah. We, we consume his word. We, we get to, to bite into him through mm-hmm. his word mm-hmm. and to know him intimately. And that's what he's saying. And he talks about whoever feeds on me, he will live because of me. In other words, my true followers and disciples are the ones who are going to feed. Okay, go ahead and finish. Yeah, verse 60. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. Verse 66, After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Okay. Peter says, where are we going to go? You alone have the words of life. Matthew 4, 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from what? The mouth mouth of God. And he's, he's quoting that. And, you know, Brad, as I was just thinking about eating and drinking Christ's flesh, eating and drinking his flesh, one, implies an appetite. Just Amen. just talking about an ap- a hunger and thirst yeah. for him. Yeah. So if you're out there listening today, do you have a hunger for his word or a thirst for his word? Do you want to know him? Do, do, do you want to know him? That It also implies partaking, you know, eating, actually eating it. It implies nourishment that you get from it. Right. Your body needs it. Yeah. And it also implies satisfaction in it. Yeah. And you think about that. Would that describe your relationship with Jesus? I mean, do you think about him as being something that you have an appetite for? Or is it something that's optional? Brad, it's not optional for me. No, I'm just me telling you. Yeah. I, I have to have it every day. Mm-hmm. The word of God every morning has to be a part of my life. Mm. It, it, I literally feel like I go out of my house without my clothes on if I don't spend mm. time in the Word. Mm. And so uh, that's a part of it. But it also is something nourishing to me. Like I feel like like I feel like I've had a meal after I've eaten mm-hmm. His Word in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. You feel that it's way? satisfying. It's comforting. Yeah, it's good news. Um, yeah, I agree. So I agree. so I. I I just hope that as you're listening out there, this is, you know, we're not trying to, I, I know people out there are going, well, you know, I prayed when I was eight, <laughs> you know, and I've always thought that was it. Look at the last, let's just say the last uh, couple of years of your life. Are you in the word? Are you, are you reading the Bible? Is it important to you? Do you depend on the Holy Spirit? Uh, or, or is it something that you just go, nah, I just did it. It is not a one and done mm-hmm. in the sense of it, it's just a prayer. You, 
And we're going to talk about that really tomorrow. But I, if you've got questions, I'd love for you to call in. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back from the break, Doug and I will take your calls. The number to call is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, please email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll be back for our final segment. This program has the potential to... We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. song welcome back to swat radio for those who are new to swat radio swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth swat is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with christ this broadcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of god's word if you are interested in learning more about swat radio or any of the swat bible studies for men go to swatradio.com Click on the SWAT Meetings tab. We'd love to have you join us in person. And if you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, click on the Support tab for further information. Doug, I, I do want to just mention we are kicking back off here in another week, right? Uh, yes. When are we, when we, are we back together? A week from Wednesday. week from this Wednesday. Yes. Okay. So uh, a week the from 14th, tomorrow. The okay. 14th. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll be our first uh, meeting back for the fall. I say fall. It's, it, it's far from fall out there right now. It's about. I think when I left the the, the, heat, the heat index, index is was over 105. Yeah, I yeah. felt every bit of it. Yeah, today. it's supposed to be getting cooler. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it is. It but, ain't uh, fall for sure, man. Amen. No. Well, listen, our our phone lines are open for this last segment of the day, and we would love to hear from you. Again, call us at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's eight four four seven 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 SWAT. SWAT. Yeah, and, you, and listen again. We're we're excited. You know, we we've, we've been broadcasting on WMAX. We've been on WMAR for a couple of years now in Meridian, uh, but we're on WMOX uh, there. And um, WMOX has been around since the, I think the nineteen forties, Brad. Wow. And uh, it was one. I think the second oldest station in Meridian, my hometown. And so uh, glad that they have uh, started carrying us. Uh, Bill Smith runs that, and his dad, Eddie Smith, uh, ran it for a long time. So um, 
If you get a chance, drop them a, a note there. Tell them thank you. Go to their Facebook page. Tell them thank you for carrying SWAT radio. We're glad to be broadcasting on them and the lighthouse up in Virginia Beach. Uh, you know, I'm um, so thankful. Um, we, we get uh, some callers from up in the uh, Virginia Beach and uh, Meridian area, and uh, we're, we're just happy to have you guys be able to call in. Uh, not many live programs like this. Yeah. And uh, we've kept it like this. And as long as you keep uh, sponsoring and calling, we'll keep doing it. We'll keep doing it. You know, uh, Doug, I I felt like that last uh, passage that I read through John 6, you talk about eating. And I was just literally making notes during our break that it's this, it it implies an appetite for God. If we have saving faith, what what you're getting at is that saving faith will, in a sense, be demonstrated with an appetite. Mm-hmm. for his word yeah. and uh and and a nourishment and i love that uh, that point of satisfaction also yeah. and i i think i think the stumbling block to really understanding saving faith is this uh, you know what is it exactly because i mentioned this earlier in the segment and i know we've got a caller but when you think about okay somebody at seven or eight or nine or ten or 14 years old walked an aisle Mm-hmm. professed christ yet throughout their and and overall they've been pretty good people you know what we would consider to be good well moral but, people but, but there there's a lot of people that are more moral than people that profess oh, christ yeah no absolutely but, but it's it, it, jesus made the standard his knowledge of us and it's not knowing about him it's knowing him but I think he ties that in with this obedience aspect. Yeah. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. Yes. And I think even to the point what you were you and I were talking off the break, off the air is that saving faith will be demonstrated in our obedience to God's word. Oh yeah, we said that works are the evidence yeah. of a true faith. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want to take this call. Uh Jeff, are you uh, calling in? Yes, I am. Brother, welcome to SWAT. What's uh, on your mind? Thank you. Well, the, less, the, the, the teaching today kind of hit home in a way. I've always read that those verses about eat, eating the flesh and drinking my blood, and I always thought it was, a, it was a pretty, I understood what it meant, but it always seemed very harsh to me. But if we go back to what you were talking about earlier, about the importance of telling when you're witnessing, giving the true gospel and the full gospel to people, you know, if the Father draws them and we give them the full gospel, you have to repent from your sin and confess Christ as Jesus is Lord. If the Father's not drawn, that's going to repel them anyway. Jesus actually, I think now when you were just talking about those verses, and it hit me that Jesus was actually, I think, trying to be somewhat kind of offensive to those people because he he knew that, I would think that he knew that the, the ones that would listen to it and hear it and actually question them from their heart, the father was actually drawing them yeah. and so that when we witness the people we shouldn't we don't need to be offensive we need to give them the full gospel because they're not going to come anyway unless the father's drawn them, if a- that makes sense a- I amen that. amen i couldn't agree with you more jeff you know i was thinking I, I don't know if, i got out of it, and that's what it you know. i don't know if you ever read the book uh, radical by david platt but david david talks about the fact can you imagine those disciples hanging out together saying to Jesus, Jesus, we're never going to build the biggest movement if you keep telling people to eat your flesh and drink your blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, it, 
I've always thought, I wondered why it's so offensive. It just kind of hit me today when we were talking about the whole sub, when you were talking about the whole subject, and it just occurred to me, and I think he's intentionally being that way because, quite frankly, it's telling us that we really need to be frank when we witness the people and not try to soft-pedal it. I used to, when I first got saved, think, well, i got to be careful. I'm not careful anymore. I tell people, look, you got that hole inside of you because you got unrepentant sin in your heart. you got to get rid of that and repent. And I think that, that that's what today's lesson was really about. So I appreciate you guys' work, and I keep it up. Well, Jeff, you know, also in 2 Corinthians 4, Paul says, we refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's Word, but by the open statement of truth... We commend ourselves to everyone's conscience. He says, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, which is what you're saying. Uh, You know, that basically God's going to open their eyes or not. It's not our job to convert anybody. We're simply messengers of truth. We're ambassadors taking terms of peace to those who would receive it in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well said. Well, Jeff, we appreciate, appreciate the, the show, guys. No, we, we appreciate you listening and especially calling in. We love the conversation. Yep. All right. You know, Doug, and, and I, I like what he said, you know, that, that we don't have to be offensive. The gospel is offensive enough. Uh-huh. It, it is told, it, we, Scripture tells us that it's a stumbling block. Uh-huh. In fact, uh, Romans 2, 4 says, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. Uh, it's not a, you know, oh, my neighbor across the street doesn't know Christ. Let me get my sledgehammer out and go, you know, pound the pavement. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there should be an element of God's kindness in you as we're sharing yeah. the gospel. I think you and I talked about it, or I don't know, maybe David and Gray and I talked about it, that. You know, I pray that God would grant me a passion but compassion as well because mm-hmm. i think we can be very passionate about things and be confrontational oh yeah i've definitely been guilty of that because i can be confrontational you don't come from a law enforcement background <laughs> a lot of times without being confrontational and you have to temper that down and remember that we're not the judge uh, but that doesn't mean that we compromise on god's truth but we're not silent no and you know, like we were uh, talking about early in this in this book, uh, the gospel according to Jesus. In fact, it's uh, what is that chapter chapter eighteen? The nature of true faith. The erosion of the gospel in our day has given this truth an insidious twist. He says, mm-hmm. and I think that's true. I think we have we're we're I think in many ways we can peddle a false gospel. Uh, we certainly dilute the gospel today, I think, in an effort to be pragmatic. Yeah. Uh, because we believe if we we don't put the harsh requirements, but look at Jesus. Um, we're going to look at a, a passage tomorrow. Uh, well, look at Jesus the way he shared with the rich young ruler who says, you know, he, what does the law say? And he mm-hmm. says, you know, and, and he starts quoting the the what I call the horizontal components of the mm-hmm. law. Mm-hmm. Honor your mother and father. Don't steal. Don't murder. Don't right. commit adultery. And the guy goes, I've done all that. And he says, well, go sell everything. And then yeah. you'll get it. Yeah. Why did he say that? First of all, it's interesting that he didn't do the first four, which deal with the vertical with yeah. God. Yeah. And Jesus hit him with that. Because yeah. he knew where his where was his 
loyalty to his money. Yeah. And listen, you don't get to heaven by philanthropy. That's not what he was talking about. He's just saying this guy's heart was more captivated by his money than anything else. And so he told him, you've got to sell everything. you got to let go of that. He couldn't do it. He went away sad. Yeah. And <clears throat> the us, Jesus has the ability to do that. You know, he's still doing it in my own life. Yeah. That as I spend time in the word and as I spend time in prayer, that God puts his finger on areas of my own heart that I must surrender. And I'm thankful. I think that's one of the beauties of God's word in our time and prayer together mm-hmm. is that God will expose areas of your life. I think where is it in James where James says the word is like a mirror. It, it What we see is what we get. Yes, and understand what Brad and I are talking about is not necessarily for you to be fruit checking in somebody else's life. Amen. It's to be introspecting in your yeah. own life you know, do I have a desire to read God's word? Do I do I really um, surrender to Jesus as Lord? Do I think about his leadership in my life? Or do I only call on him like a good luck charm? Do I just, uh, yeah, I prayed when I was younger, but have I really depended on him? Do I, when I sin, do I run away from him and try to take care of it my own way? I self-medicate through alcohol, drugs, pornography, or something else. Or do I go to his word and him? Do I feed on him? Mm. And those are things that we ought to be asking ourselves. And listen, if your answer to those is, no, I don't do that, it's not too late. Repent. That just simply means saying, oh, God, forgive me. I have been trying to do this on my own. I don't want to do that, Lord. I yield to you. Please come in and change me. That's all he wants. Amen. That's, That's for sure. Well, we could probably go on for a while. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up today. We're glad you tuned in. Join us again tomorrow as we continue our teaching on saving faith. What a great topic. Again, you can go to SWATradio.com, check out all our past broadcasts. Thanks to James Graham up in uh, Idaho who gets that out for us. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at SWAT Radio. And uh, hopefully you'll join us tomorrow. Until then, continue to advance truth. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual